Here we are, folks. We are live. This is Tom Young, and I'm here for a podcast on Anchor.com called Money Shifts and my Facebook Live presentation that we do every day, Monday through Friday at 12 noon. It is an awesome, beautiful day out. The sun is shining, still a little warm out, uh, but it's an awesome day. A lot of things happening in the world and uh, not always so good. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. We're going to work a little bit and talk about a little more about serendipity. Uh, I think we need to explain it and understand serendipity a little bit better. It, it is like a gift is what it is. It's something not sought for. It just happens. And, and it's a gift of some kind, mentally, physically, what, whatever it is, it comes to us. But as we start today and every day we start our presentation, we start with prayers for everybody, everybody that has been affected by this COVID-19 virus that's going around the world in every way, shape and form. Uh, I don't know how it's going to turn out or where it's going to end at, but things are looking up and things are starting to get back to some normalcy here in my area in the United States. Uh, welcome to my listeners that are from around the world. Uh, and, and I pray for you daily. Uh, I know there are people in parts of the world that are really having tough times of anything and, and things not even imaginable uh, that are going on around the world. So I'm praying for you. I offer my help and hopefully I grow people. I can inspire people to do more for everybody in the world because you know, we are all brothers and sisters in the world. We all bleed red. I don't care what color your skin is or what your eyes look like. I, none of that matters because if I cut you or me, we bleed red and, and we are human beings and God's children and we all bleed red. I don't know what else needs to be after that, uh, but the politicians seem to be using a lot of malarkey, that's a good word, malarkey, uh, to keep the atmosphere tense. They don't want people to be happy and safe. They want the atmosphere to be tense. I don't know why. Maybe I have an opinion, but I won't share it here. But anyway, our, our word today is elevation. You know, elevation is a unique word. The action or fact of elevating or being elevated. The degree to which something is raised. Aristotle said, quality is not an act, it is a habit. When the Ritz-Carlton Hotels won the Malcolm Baldridge National Quality Award, the owner of that outstanding organization, William Johnson, stated that now they they would need to work even harder to earn the respect that came with the, the award. Quality, he said, is a race with no finish line. He is correct. Competitive excellence requires 100% all of the time. Ever track the consequences of almost, but not quite, interesting. According to the researcher Natalie Gibble, of 99.9% were considered good enough than this year alone. Two million documents would be lost by the IRS. 
12 babies would be given up to the wrong parents each day. 291 pacemaker operations would be performed incorrectly and 20,000 incorrect drug prescriptions would be written. Just a few examples. So with that knowledge, ask yourself, is it even all right to give anything less than my best effort? You're too great to settle. Expect the best, give the best. Anything less would be a would be catastrophic. You know, we have lots of information. And, and as I share in the things, I, I want to start something new today. I, I, I want to start with some quotes, great quotes from great leaders. And, and one of the greatest leaders in my mind was Winston Churchill, who saved the world from Hitler in World War II because he was the guy that in 1939, Roosevelt, Winston Churchill, and Joseph Stalin in 1940 to shape the Allied strategy in World War I. The intense patriot and romantic believer in his country's greatness, Churchill gave his people the strong leadership and devotion that ultimately led to Britain's military salvation. He was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for Literature in 1953 in his book, The Second World War, and also was knighted the same year. A few of his quotes, I wanted to share some of these. I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. A lie gets halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to put its pants on. Courage is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. Success is not final, failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. If we are together, nothing is impossible. If we are divided, we all fail. And his famous saying, never give in, never, 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 never. In nothing greater, small, large, or petty, never give in except to conviction of honor and good sense. The price of greatness is responsibility. All things, all great things are simple and many can be expressed in a simple, single words, freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. We'll have more of that every day. I think we need to be inspired every day. And in this book, The Road Less Travel by M. Scott Peck, it, it's really all about that. It, it's about the, the, the six inches between our ears. It's about this thinking muscle. And we have to take control of our thinking muscle. We have to feed it good thoughts. We have to feed it good information ongoing. There's a little presentation I'm hopefully going to do today. It's called the circle of knowledge. And, and really what it amounts to, it, it will put it in perspective. All of our thoughts and, and what we think about and doing, because, you know, we're talking about the principles of prosperity and, and think we talked about think everything starts with thinking. If we think correctly, if we think differently, we will start to see things. We will increase our perspective by adopting a big picture perspective in which you can see how each one of your economic decisions affects all the others. 
avoid financial tunnel vision. You know, it, it's like the rippling effect. It's, it's Newton's law of relativity, the little silver balls. You know, there's five balls. You do one and one comes off the other end. You get back what you put in. So it is so important to make a decision to work on our mind and what we're doing. Number three is measure. If we're not measuring correctly with the right thoughts, the right perspective, the right perception, then we get the wrong answer. And, and, and there is information in our mind. And I'm, this is the point of this presentation that I want to make here uh, as, as we do this today is, is if you found out that something that you knew to be correct turned out not to be correct, when would you want to know? That, that's what this stuff is all about, folks. There is so much misinformation that is shared by the news media, by politicians, by everybody, and it gets to the point where, God, how do I know what is right or wrong? And we all, on top of that, all have our own opinions. Let me, let me share with you this little circle of knowledge presentation as, as I share the screen. So I'm going to share my screen. And, and, and here it is. I'm going to make it big. So there it is. And, and now it's the circle of knowledge is what we see. This circle of knowledge. Now, where did my screen go? Did I lose it? No, there it is. Okay, I'm still up. Circle of knowledge. That circle in the middle represents all the knowledge in the world. Now, when I look at that and I say, okay, there is a wedge of knowledge that I know. My job, my schooling what I do every day, my familiarity, the things that I know I know is that wedge. There is an additional wedge of knowledge that I don't know, but I know it exists. And what I mean by that is I know it exists because I, if I wanted to be a doctor, I know, I know I could be a doctor. I go to school and there is the information. I know where it's at. So there is knowledge that I don't personally know, but I am fully aware of that information. The next is the rest of the information in the world is a big blind spot. And, and really that's what it is. It's a big blind spot. Now, what do I mean by that? The next thing is, is in there, how do I grow? How do I change? There are three ways that I gain knowledge. Okay. Places I go, those experiences, the things you read, personal study, and the people you meet, transferred knowledge. That is what I hope I do, is transfer knowledge to the people that listen to me. I hope I can do it with inspiration. Now, the next piece of this information is this little red sliver. Now, remember the question I asked a minute ago? If there was something that you knew and thought to be true, turned out not to be true, when would you want to know? And that's what this little red sliver represents. It represents some knowledge that all of us know, and we think we know, and we believe it's correct. But with more information, we find out that it is not correct. And these are perceptions that fall in line to our, our perspective about the world 
and our perception about financial things and money. So now I take this to the next step. And, and now there is a, another area here, and, and this is about perception. So if I click here, here is the question. Would you say your income is common or uncommon? And the whole idea here is, is are you common? Are you uncommon? Do you know? Have you ever thought about this? So let's take it to the next page and say, okay, here, here is the, the information. And let me, I'm going to adjust my page. I want to adjust this page so it doesn't take up the whole screen. I need to do that. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna make it our size. Now the question here is what to be in the top one percent of society income earners. Household adjusted gross income split point. In other words, at what point of dollars of income do you are you now in the top one percent? And, and, and I'm going to put in there some numbers that I hear generally from people. And, and they would say in this position, usually a million dollars is, is what people think. The top 5% of the people, they might say $500,000. At that income, you're in the top 5%. The next one is the top 10%. And that might be 300,000, okay, is there. Now the top 25%, you know, I'm gonna say 250 because these are the answers that I typically get from people that I share this little presentation with. And the top 50% are, are probably at 75,000. And, and so these are the answers that I typically get when I interview people and meet with them. But the truth of it is, the top 1% wage earners, it's $540,000. The top 5% wage earners is $217,000. The top 10% is $151,000. The top 25% is $87,000. And the top 50% is above $43,614. Now, what is the message here? In doing that so if, if you're in 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 the 87,000 and above annual income that puts you in the top 25% of all wage earners in America would that make you common or uncommon I believe it would make you uncommon and if your dream and goal is to take your income and, and make more and earn more, grow yourself, et cetera, et cetera, then you have to avoid doing common things. If you do what everybody else does, at best, you end up with the average of what everybody else got. Now, if that's you and you wanna be that acceptable level of mediocrity, God bless you, that's your choice. See, the, in, the, in the world, in most places, we have choice. We have freedom to choose what we want, who we want, who we want to become. See, it's not the money you make in life, it's who you become. It's not what you do in life, it's who you become. It's not the money you make, it's what you do with the money. 
Now I know some people that make a lot of money. And I know the things that they do with their money, they are very private. They do some very great things with their money, but it is private. Then you have the small-minded people out there that don't believe that and they just look at anybody that makes more than they do currently. So if you make 45,000 a year and I make 85,000 a year, you look at me strange. You think I'm doing something that, that, that I shouldn't be doing. That's the mentality that is driven by the news media and the politicians. When on the other side of that, we live in the greatest country in the world and your ability to make more money is your decision. You have the opportunity to learn, to grow, to become anything you choose to be if you're willing to do the work. That's the bottom line. Now let's take one more look. Who pays all the taxes in the US of A? The top 1% of wage earners pay 40% of all the taxes. The top 5% pay 60% of all the taxes. The top 10% pay 71% of all the taxes. The top 25% pay 87% of all the taxes. The top 50% pay 97% of all the taxes. So the 50% below 43, they pay less than 3% of all the federal income tax paid in the U.S. I, I, don't, I don't know how you deal with that, folks, but that's the truth of what it is. So let's get over your thinking to the point where I know that your, your thinking is different. And now I need to unshare. Let's see if I can do that. Because every time I do this, I have a, a challenge getting this unshared. <laughs> Here we go. And, and I'm looking for the little button that allows me to unshare what I'm doing. Return to meeting. Let's see what that does. Okay, return to the meeting. That's that. Oh, ain't this fun? This is really fun. Ah. Being back to home, return to meeting. Not helping me find that place that I need to find. Anyway, folks, I, I don't want to lose our thought, but you can hear my voice, I know you can, and the little picture is there. And, and, and for the life of me, I, I am truly dumbfounded at why I cannot unshare this screen. Close, Zoom, quit Zoom.
It, it's still not allowing me to do that. But anyway, I'll be back at noon tomorrow. We're going to continue this discussion tomorrow about prosperity economics, prosperity thinking versus poverty thinking. God bless. We'll see you here tomorrow at noon. God bless.